Salutations, peace, and blessings. You're listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I am your host, the Commission. Before I get started, I want to wish everybody a happy Memorial Day weekend. I want to wish all those that are going to be traveling, be safe. As I normally say at the end of my episodes, be safe out there as you go about your way to spend time with family and friends. I want to give a personal shout out to all family members that have lost men and women in the armed forces during this time of the year where we get to reflect on their time in the military, what they did for the sake of this country, what they had to sacrifice for us to have the time to barbecue and spend time with family. I want to shout out those family members. I also want to shout out all those that are in the military right now. I know a few people, one very close to me, my own cousin, shout out to him. This is a time where, you know, we should be thinking a lot about the men and women that have served in the armed forces for the last several decades that we've been in existence since this generation has been able to acknowledge and establish Memorial Day. I know most of us will probably spend time traveling, cooking, what have you, but maybe take a few minutes just to reflect on what it means to us to be in this position where we still have the freedom to be able to enjoy these times of the year. I also want to shout out my family members that uh, I've seen recently, family members that I just saw within a week. This is a very exciting time. And this is probably a more exciting time if you are a basketball fan, especially, especially a Boston Celtics fan. Shout out to Boston Celtics. I was on this mic a little over a week ago saying that the Boston Celtics were a game away from elimination. They still are. But since that time period, they have won the last two games of the series, which is now at this point in time into game six of the NBA Eastern Conference Finals. I am shocked. <laughs> Maybe there's no other better way to say it. I'm shocked. It was like a light bulb went off. It was almost as though somebody smacked them with some common sense. It's almost like they've been reprimanded by their mother or father to say, now go out there and do your job. Go out there and do what you're supposed to do. Because what explains what we saw on game three, where we are now in game six, when we thought that the Celtics were going to pack it up and head on out of here? What I like is the fact that there's resilience here. They're not rolling over and playing dead. They know they're the better team. The betting system that we have, FanDuel, uh, 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 the DraftKings sports book, Caesars sports book, you name it, any type of betting system, any type of gambling system for those that do gamble, not the commission, commission don't gamble, but for those that spend time putting in money, if there's two dynamics here, there's two things that I want to recognize regarding this situation. It's got to start with the fans of the Boston Celtics and the betting system that we have that shows that in spite of what the Celtics could not do, they were still favored to win this series. Even as we speak going into game six, the Boston Celtics still have a 46% chance of winning the series. 46% chance. 
Now, I don't think they would anoint that to just anyone. I don't think any team would just have that uh, that that probability to be able to win the next two games, in this case, to win the series when no one has ever won from three games down in the Eastern Conference Finals or Western Conference Finals. No team has ever won the series after losing or trailing three games to none. Outside of making history for the Boston Celtics, they're going to do the impossible. But it's very possible if you're a betting person. Even now, the Celtics going into game six are favored by two and a half points. The only game that they were not favored was game four, of which they went out there and beat the brakes off the Miami Heat. Interesting enough, we talk about the Miami Heat. All they're saying is we're going to win this series. We're going to win this series. Really? Are you convincing yourself that you're going to win this series? Are you trying to tell us, even after the three games you put on them, after the beatdown humiliation you put on the Celtics, that you could feel strong to say, we're going to win this series? If they just won one in your house and another one back in TD Garden, are you trying to convince us that you are the better team? Although everybody else around the world is saying nay? This is not a question of what the Heat think they can do. This is more so a question of what the believers believe the Celtics can do. The betting system is telling you Boston is the favorite team no matter what the scenario. The only hiccup was game four because no team has ever come back from three games down to win the finals, the conference finals. It's never been done. Of course, they had to favor the Heat. But even then, they only favored by two points, meaning they were not convinced that the Heat were going to shut out and sweep the Boston Celtics. And this is where we are right now. We're going into game six. And now the biggest question in the world is, can the Celtics pull off the impossible? The commission is going to tell you, yes. Yes, they can. Because if I have seen anything if I can sit here and now believe for the sake of believing that a team like this could be that talented and still go out there and blow a team out by 15, 20 points, then yes, they can win this series. The fact that they're on life support means nothing. They're in critical yet stable condition. They're stable enough to go out there and execute. They're stable to go out there, hit their shots, and then play defense just as fast. This is not just a talented team. This is a young, talented team. Everything about this team is young. The oldest player could be Al Horford at 36 years of age, if he's that old. The Boston Celtics are fully capable, fully capable of winning the series, even though they've been down three games to nothing. What I enjoy about this series, outside of resilience, is integrity. Outside of what I can appreciate about the integrity of this Boston Celtic team now is respect. I think and believe when you look at this team that played game four and game five, there is a level of resilience, but they had to respect each other enough to say, we can do better than this. I don't know offhand if Coach Joe Missoula had a game plan set up for these guys to execute and it just failed. Maybe it didn't work. Maybe it was something about what he said to them that just did not register, did not compute. So then he went out there and stunk up the joint. 
three games in a row. I guess the cooler heads had to prevail. People had to put their egos to the side, sit down and say, hey, listen, we are better than this. How can we win this game? Maybe they had a players coach meeting. Maybe they, they all sat together in some room. I don't know. Sat in the room and said, hey, coach Missoula, Joe, what do you know about this type of offense and defense that you're throwing at us? This makes no sense. We got to do something better than this. We got to do something we've been doing for a long time. We got to do something that put us in the finals last year. We got to do that. We got to go back to that. I'm sure Tatum spoke up and said something about that. I'm sure Brown spoke up and said something about that. I'm sure Smart came out and said something about that. The guys that have been there before understand we know how to play basketball. We know we can beat the Heat. We've done it before. But we can't do what you're asking us to do. Those two games that they won might have been more so on the players than it was the coach because the coach had to realize that the plays and the schemes that I had set just was not working. It was too predictable. It was too elementary for a coach like Eric Spolstra for the Heat to understand. Oh, we've seen this before. You're not fooling us. This is elementary stuff. This is what I learned years ago when we had the big three and LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. We're past all that. We're a better team because of that. That same formula still goes through our veins today. We know what we need to do to execute against the Celtics team. We've seen this team three times in the last four years in the Eastern Conference Finals. We know what we need to do. That's what Jimmy Butler's saying. We're going to win this series because we know what we have with the Boston Celtics. We know what we have with our own team. Yeah, Gabe Vincent is hurt. Yeah, Tyler Hero may be hurt, but he's got to suit up. Dollars of Donuts, I'm telling you right now, he will be suited up Saturday night. They don't want to make a big announcement about it because maybe it's just too soon to pull that rabbit out the hat. But they're going to need all hands on deck knowing that we're going into game six still being the underdog. And they're just a game away from going to the finals. Does that make any sense? Can anybody make heads or tails of that? They're playing at home. And they're still underdogs to go to the final. That is amazing. It's, 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 it's shocking. It's stunning. It's unbelievable. Even though we're talking about the fact that the Miami Heat could actually go to the finals, there's others that say nay. They say otherwise. There's just no way. The Boston Celtics have always been and continue to be the most talented team in the NBA, they have the best in offense and defense, in the top five in both. They're balanced, they're talented, they're young, they're vivacious, they're ferocious, they're polarizing, they're stunning. They, they will do what's necessary to make the point that you cannot hold us down. Only we can hold ourselves down. The Celtics will only beat the Celtics. If we can say anything about those three games, we beat ourselves. The coach is not going to fall on his sword and say it was my fault. And he might have alluded to that. He might have said, well, I don't know what direction this team is going. I don't think I know much about the team. Well, you know what? He's just being honest. He doesn't know enough about this team to make this team success. He just doesn't know. We can't fault him for that. We can't indict him on that. He's only been a coach for this team for several months. 
he was an interim coach before he became the head coach of this team. And that came with the confidence from above in the, in the Celtics organization to say, yeah, we'll annoy him to coach because the players respond to him. And the coach, in some way, shape, or form, has these guys here. See, sometimes with youth comes a level of respect. Sometimes. Sometimes. Not all the time. Not every young coach can get away with what Joe Mazzulla's gotten away with. But Tatum, Brown, Smart, Horford, White, Brogdon, the Williams guys, they all understand what this man is capable of doing. And they can respect the fact that Joe Mazzulla is a person that you want to play for, that you want to go through a brick wall for. But I think there had to been a moment after game three where they sat down and said, nah, this is ain't going to work, bro. Coach Mazzulla, we respect you, but you know what? This little ticky-tack Dr. Zeus made-up game play you have for us is not going to work. Miami knows all about this. Miami's been there before. He's, they've seen all of this. Spolster has seen enough. We got to do better. We got to go back to what works. And right now, for game four and game five that we just witnessed, what worked? Transition. Run and gun. Defense. Stifling defense. Making sure Jimmy Butler doesn't put up 30 a night. If I'm correct, game five, you only have 14 points. Maybe they got to repeat that again, but it's not so much about Jimmy Butler. It didn't help that Gabe Vincent got hurt. But once you neutralize one person on that team, you practically neutralize the entire team. That's what we saw on, on Tuesday night and Thursday night. We saw a different team go out there and play basketball. It was almost like they'd done this before. You know why? Because they have. Of course they've done this before. The only caveat is Joe Mazzoni. The only thing that's been holding him back to this point has been Joe Mazzoni. And it's not his fault. It's just the fact that he's the new man on the team. He may not understand what this team is capable of. He may not understand where this team is right now, knowing that they're just a few games away from the finals. What's scary is that even if this game, excuse me, even if this series goes to game seven, guess who's going to be favored to win that game? What is that saying about the Miami Heat as a whole? What does it say about the Miami Heat for this postseason series between the Celtics and the Heat? In spite of what you've done, in spite of 56 that came from Jimmy Butler against the, against the Miami, uh, excuse me, against the Milwaukee Bucks, in spite of all his accolades, in spite of just how great of a basketball player he is, he is no match for the talent of the Boston Celtics. So says the commission. You've been listening to the Kneel Down podcast. I just want to run off these stats real quick. It's amazing. Because none of these stats that I have here shows anything lopsided or outstanding. These are all relative to what happened game four and game five. Field goal percentage game four for the Boston Celtics was 51%. Field goal percentage for the Boston Celtics game five was 51%. Field goal percentage for the Miami Heat was 44%. Field goal percentage for game five of the Miami Heat was 51%. They improved in field goal percentage, meaning right there on the floor, as far as just taking shots and making shots. 
they had increased from 44% in game four to game five where they hit 51%. Three-point percentage from three-point land. Boston was at 40% game four. Boston was at 41% game five. Miami was at 25%, a dismal 25% from three-point land game four. And it improved that slightly by 39% game five. There in that nutshell shows that you live and die by the three-point shot when it's time to execute those plays. What you do on the court may not even be relevant. Why? Because everybody's taking shots. Your best is out there trying to make these shots to win. And for the Boston Celtics, they haven't changed a thing. It's just the fact that when it comes to three-point shots, they got better from game four, where they shot 40%, to game five, where they shot 41%. But keep in mind, game five, that they shot from three-point land, they only, they, they, it was 16 for 39. They hit 16 shots out of 39 shots. When you're looking at the Miami Heat and what they did game five, they were abysmal. Nine for 23 for three-point land. Defense wins games. Defense wins championships. The nutshell in this case, would be the fact that Miami Heat didn't know how to play defense game four and game five. Everything else is pretty much about the same up and down. Turnovers, the same thing. Of course, turnovers really determine the outcome of the game too. For the Miami Heat, they had 16 turnovers both game four and game five. Boston Celtics, 10 in both games. This is why the Boston Celtics will always be favored to win in the series, in the Eastern Conference Finals, and should they win Game 7, in the Finals. Because we cannot ignore the fact that they're that blankety-blank good on offense. That they're that blankety-blank good on defense. It is what it is. The betters know. FanDuel. Uh, FanDuel, Caesar Sportsbook, DraftKings, they all know. They all know just how good the Boston Celtics are. Now it's time for these guys to know just how good they are too. Without repeating myself, it really does come down to execution that they can feel confident enough to know I can hit this shot. They'll have to do it game six and they'll have to do it at home game seven. I know I sat here and said that if they were to get swept, they could possibly be the most overrated team. But you know what? You bite my tongue. Let me bite my tongue. Because what they proved to me and a lot of other people out there, including the Boston Celtics fans that have been rooting for these guys since day one, they're fully capable of winning games. And they're fully capable of winning games when facing elimination. Stat I saw is that they were 7-1 when facing elimination. Guess what? They're still facing elimination. The rest of this series, they'll be facing elimination. What's going to really make the difference is game six. That's the pivotal game. Because if they do win game six, can we say that the Miami Heat will play well enough to win game seven in Boston? Knowing that they're not going to be favored to win game seven in Boston? Maybe it doesn't matter. It didn't matter games one, two, and three. But it's still the fact 
that when we look up and down the roster, we look at the coach, Eric Spolstra, put in Miami Heat, it's smoking mirrors. They're a good team, but they're not as talented as the Boston Celtics. So says the commission. You've been listening to the Kneel Down podcast. I have been the commission. I want to thank all of you again for listening to this show. It means that much to me. I don't have a lot to say. I'm going to be running like everybody else this weekend, Memorial Day weekend. I got plans of my own. This is why it's coming to you guys a little earlier than usual. But we are witnessing history as we speak with the Boston Celtics. They're doing amazing things, and I'm proud of them. I am proud of the Boston Celtics for the way they handle Even if they do lose game six, even if they do, I feel better knowing that they went out there and fought as hard as they could to at least make themselves relevant, to make themselves respectful. There's nothing like getting swept and then everybody talking about it for the next six months, just how poor of a team. They're not a poor team. They're not an inexperienced team. They're not a bad team. They just played bad three games in a row. Then a light bulb went off and said, hey, let's show the world just how great we really are. Before I finish this episode, I just want to show, pay homage, show respect to Mr. Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony retired from the NBA this past week after 19 seasons in the NBA. Shout out goes out to Carmelo Anthony. He was a product of Baltimore. He attended Syracuse University, of which he won a championship with Syracuse, their only championship back in 2003, named MOP, Most Outstanding Player. This guy was just so good, they retired number 15 there in Syracuse there in New York. Shout out to the people out there in New York. 19 seasons, played with a number of teams, the Nuggets, the Knicks, OKC, Oklahoma City, Houston Rockets, Portland Trailblazers, and LA Lakers. This man is a 10-time, 10-time NBA All-Star. He is a six-time, six-time NBA All-Team player. He is one of several people, a number of people, be recognized NBA's most, uh, excuse me, NBA's 75th anniversary players. He's of the 75 that was selected best of all time. He ends his career as being ninth overall in scoring in the NBA. He's in the top 10 of scoring. And let's not forget that he won three gold medals in his period during this time in the NBA. Extraordinary resume. I know there's more to it. If you want to look up Google, go ahead and do so. You know, there's more to this man. I think the biggest caveat to Carmelo, outside of his scoring ability, was the fact that he just could not play defense. And maybe there were some things about Carmelo you kind of wish, eh, I wish he could have done a little bit more. It still doesn't take away from the fact he's one of the best to ever play basketball. And, you know, for the, for the sake of argument, I'm excited to see that he's retired, that he realized that there's just no way I'm going to get a ring, no matter what happens in life. Sometimes not about the ring. Sometimes your legacy just comes from how well you played basketball, how great you were as a basketball, as an athlete. He probably could have quit five seasons ago. He didn't. But he stuck it out, scrapped hard, Ninth overall in scoring. That says a lot about Carmelo. Congratulations to him. He will be going to the Basketball Hall of Fame at some point. Best believe. I can't see how that would be overlooked for Mr. Anthony. But still, job well done for you, sir. 
Hope you listen to this podcast, the Kneel Down Podcast. I have been the commissioner. Thank those again for listening to my show. It means that much to me. I already said that, but it's a special. This is a special weekend. Memorial Day weekend. A lot of traveling, a lot of barbecue. Enjoy yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. I'm about to be out like last year. That being said, I'm going to say peace and love to all those out there. Stay safe. Get vaccinated. <laughs>